Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast is an edited recording from our Sunday morning service held on September 10th, 2023. For news and information and to find out how to join us, please visit www.stjamesleith.org.uk. So welcome uh, everyone, welcome visitors, uh, welcome old friends, um, welcome at home, lovely to see you, and welcome to, uh, welcome Lash, and welcome Ali Newell, who is going to be um, officiating for us today and uh, delivering the, the reflection. Uh, Ali is, well, she's, she used to be the uh, chaplain at Edinburgh University, among other things. But not no more. No, retired. But, um, but you, you used to come here back in the day, so older, older members will remember her and, uh, and John Philip, her husband. Um, so uh, we're going to begin with um, lighting of the candle. So, Powell, would, if you would mind lighting the candle. And um, once the flame is burning, we're going to have uh, a moment of silence, and as Carol expertly plays the singing bowls with rain and wind and sunshine with the ancient rocks and the budding flower we gather in praise of god with the angels and saints in heaven and with all who have worshipped in this place we gather in praise of god with jesus who promised his presence and the spirit who showers her blessings. We gather in the praise of God. Here let heaven and earth embrace. Here may God's people find home. Amen. Shall we stand for our first song? Come Thank you. 
confession. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released. And may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. Let's remain standing for the Gloria. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to the Father. Glory to God, glory to God. be seated for the collect. And we can say together, God most high, maker of heaven and earth, you created humankind in your own image and entrusted the whole world to human care. Give us grace to serve you faithfully that we might be trustworthy stewards of your creation through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from the wisdom of Solomon, verses 6 to 8. I will tell you what wisdom is and how she came to be and will trace her path from the beginning of time. I will make her teachings clear to you and will not pass by the truth. For the company of the wise is the salvation of the world and those who love her receive great treasure. Wisdom is radiant like the whiteness of the moon and more beautiful than the glistening stars. She is found by those who seek her and makes herself known to those who long for her. She can be found sitting at the gateways to life in every moment and in every path. She is a breath of the power of God and a pure flow of heaven's glory. She is a reflection of eternal light 
and an image of God's goodness. Wisdom was in the beginning with God. She is creation's artist, the fashioner of everything that exists. She loves right relationship and teaches justice and courage. She knows the things of old and senses the things to come. She understands all speech and can interpret every sign and wonder. And so I loved her and sought her from my youth. I chose her as my bride and have delighted in her presence, for she is the everlasting gift of God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Shall we stand for the gospel acclamation? this morning is taken from John chapter 13. Glory, Glory to Christ, Christ our Saviour. During the meal Jesus got up from the table, took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself and poured water into a basin. He began to wash the disciples feet and to dry them with the towel. When he'd finished he returned to the table and said do you know what I have done to you? You call me master and teacher, and you're right, for that is what I am. So if I, your master and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I give you a new commandment that you should love one another. As I have loved you, so love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my followers. After the meal, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to a garden, for it was a place where Jesus often met with his disciples. This is the gospel, good news for all. Praise to you, O Christ. It's lovely to be back at St. James and to see so many familiar faces. And I'm delighted to come here in what is called Creation Tide. I know many of you are very involved in environmental work. Our text from today's scripture 
Wisdom is creation's artist and fashioner of all that exists. She loves right relationship and teaches justice and courage. Today I would like to share with you the work of the Buddhist Johanna Macy, who's now entering her 90s and whose work draws on science and on the wisdom of different faiths, including Buddhism, Christianity, and indigenous wisdom. And at this critical time for our planet, as we work together cooperatively across the globe, drawing on wisdom within all the major faiths is really important. During my time as a chaplain at the university, I ran eco-spirituality courses, which we called the Spirit in All Things for students and staff. The inspiration for this came from Brianna, a student in the Sustainable Development Department. She came up to me one day and said, I'm learning all about how we can survive as a species with other species, and it's really scary stuff. There's so much at stake. She said, what we don't have is anyone feeding our souls so that we have the energy to face the challenges and keep doing the important work that's needed. Well, how could I pass that by? My job as a chaplain was in part to feed souls. And I found there was a huge hunger out there, particularly in geosciences and the environmental departments, sometimes in theology and religious studies. So we put together an eco-spirituality program that did have input on ecological issues, but also looked at ways to process the fears and despair around the climate and environmental crisis. So the program allowed us to sing and move and paint and share poetry and pray our way through the course. We drew on Celtic spirituality, on creation spirituality, and on Macy's book, The Work That Reconnects. She pointed to a spiral of reconnection needed today on the planet. And the spiral begins with coming from gratitude, then it moves to honouring our pain, and then it moves to seeing with new eyes, and then finally to going forth. In coming from gratitude, the essence is the practice of connecting with awe and wonder, of rekindling the love and the joy we've known at being alive. And very importantly, practicing daily gratitude can give us strength to face the darker side of life. <clears throat> Coming from gratitude, we can see ourselves as part of the universe story, an awe-filled blessing which began 13.7 billion years ago and is ongoing and full of wonder. And to tap into blessing every day is to feel the simple joys connected with our senses, what we see and hear and taste and touch and smell, to savour and experience with pleasure being part of nature and its cycles. 
And when we remember our blessings, they do have an energy to heal and console us. At the moment, we have a member of our extended family who's in St. Columbus Hospice. She's nearing her last days, but she's still feeling blessed by seeing outside the beautiful view of the sea out the window, by the taste of simple soups, and by the touch of her seven-year-old grandson who climbs up onto her bed and snuggles in with her. They're all blessings of the senses that console and strengthen through difficult times. And I was struck on rereading our gospel passage today, just how much of an act of blessing the washing of the feet was. And these unusually hot days we've been having, I think for those of us wearing sandals and feeling the heat in our feet, we know what it's like the relief of washing them. And Jesus' action takes on new meaning. You can just see Jesus washing the sweaty, gritty, dirty feet of the disciples. Hear him splashing the water over their feet. Feel the towel drying their feet. It was an act of blessing that was to become to the early Christian community a, a, a real sign for them of the importance of embodied ways of love, honouring and serving others. The next phase of Macy's spiral in her work that reconnects is called honouring our pain. And it includes despair and grief tending practices. Macy says, as a society, we're caught between a sense of impending disaster for our planet and the fear of acknowledging it. In this caught place, our responses are blocked and confused. Unless we find ways of acknowledging and integrating this, we repress it. And with that repression, we're drained of the energy we need for action. And this was exactly what had concerned Brianna Practices that Macy describes show how our pain for the world and each other actually arises out of our interconnectedness. And even difficult emotions can become a source which can energize our action. So delivering the course at the uni, we often used the man a Mandela exercise called the Truth Mandala. And it allowed students to express their feelings that often they'd been pushing away. So there was a circle laid out on the floor and there were four quadrants. And one had dry leaves for sadness. One had a stone for fear. One had a stick for anger. And one had an empty bowl for empty feelings. And one by one, participants who were sitting in a circle around it could come up and express themselves about their feelings, about their need for healing in themselves and in relation to the planet. So they might pick up a stick and say, I'm so angry that our government is not responding faster. Or they might pick up the dry leaves and say, I'm so sad at the number of species that are dying every day. 
or pick up the stone and say, I feel tight and hard like the stone with fear for what kind of earth my children and grandchildren will inherit. Or pick up the bowl and say, I feel so helpless against the forces of the fossil fuel companies and the logging companies. And after that had happened, we would look at the flip side of every feeling. So anger can be used also to motivate for change and connect with a passion for justice. With sadness, we realize that we only mourn because we deeply love. With fear, we discover that there is a trust and courage that comes from showing our fear in a safe place. And with the empty bowl, the emptiness is a space that can be honored too, as it's about the possibility of making space for the new. The final two phases that I'll not go into, seeing with new eyes and going forth, related to the spiral, they're about imaginative ways of moving into action for change. But I'd like to mention Joanna Macy's describing of the experience of a collective shift that she sees happening. And she refers to it as the great turning. It's a moment in this point in time in which we live now that moves us away from a period marked by exploitation of natural resources and other beings to a new level of consciousness in which the earth is not experienced as separate or other than ourselves. Instead, we humans are part of the earth, part of each other, interdependent. We are an animate part of a larger animate whole, a sacred, living, breathing, alive earth. And what we do to our part, we do to the whole. This is Macy speaking about the great turning. She says, it's a revolution that is underway. The transition to a life-sustaining society, it's sprouting up in countless ways, new ways of holding the land, new ways of generating energy, new ways of producing food, new ways of measuring prosperity and wealth, new ways of handling the differences through non-violent communication, in restorative circles and much more. There is a tremendous energy arising. And she says, now something else is going on too, which is the great unraveling. Under the pressure of the destruction caused by the industrial growth society. And that seems almost orchestrated to bring forth from us the biggest moral strength, courage, and creativity. In our text today, we heard that wisdom loves right relationship and teaches justice and courage, and that she, wisdom, can be found sitting at the gateways to life in every moment and in every path. There are vital, crucial choices to be made by us by communities of faith, by leaders of nations, 
There are turnings to be taken that lead to life, a turning towards earth and soul in the yearning for healing and home. As we move into our Christian ritual of the Eucharist, we remember we live not from our own, we live not from our own ego strength, but by opening ourselves to the Spirit in whom we find our strength. Let us continue to listen to wisdom and hear her voice and follow the way of Jesus who stood in the wisdom tradition and shows us the way of compassion and self-giving love. Amen. living bread is broken for the life of the world. Lord, unite us in this sign. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he said for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith and God give you the grace to be faithful stewards of creation, rejoicing that you are made in God's image and seeking justice for those who do not share in the earth's bounty. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.